0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Joking Dolphin Gaming Podcast, I'm Mark and as always I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. And uh, Nathan. Regards everybody. How are we doing? Not too shabby. Doing shady. well, yeah.
1: Good. Did, we, did we all see the snow yesterday? I didn't see a single flight. I I didn't see any snow. What? It must have just been me then. It, it was came just your down, but It might have been, yeah. It came down really heavy at about 8 o'clock and uh, it started settling, but it's all gone now.
0: Uh, lies. Don't believe you. News. That's Pixar, sorry, I thought i didn't Yeah, mm, news. Yeah. <laughs> um, So, Google Stadia. We, we've all heard of Google Stadia, just about. Because it yeah. didn't get much coverage. Let's be honest, <laughs> nobody really pays much attention to it. And Google Stadia have now announced that they're closing all their first-party studios.
2: Oh, 14
0: no. months. 14 months after launch.
2: Did they even make any games?
0: Uh, I don't think so. I mean, this is astonishing development. Why, why well, on earth would you buy one now? Well, that's
1: it. I, th- I feel sorry for anybody who, who got like the founders packed, you know, with the controller, um, the Chromecast uh, Ultra, and um, the three months three of the pro membership. Um, if anybody ever continued that, I'm, I'm sorry, I guess. Um, <laughs> I think we could all see the writing on the wall, though, when it first came out, because there was nothing that compelling. Um, I mean, it was interesting because they came out with all this 4K, no latency, speak, but it just never seems
0: to have got to where they said it should be at for me. Let's the was? There any first-party games really? Did they have any? Did they allow enough time for them to actually develop anything for it? I mean, I'm guessing they didn't launch with anything. So well, 14 months
1: is not a very long time at all. Um,
0: so, and this is Google. I think they've got the money to try and keep it Oh, of course they have, yeah. <clears throat> Until something comes along. But now that they're just going to be doing third-party stuff, there's n- literally no reason to buy Stadia at all. No. Why no. on earth would you? Well,
2: I mean, it's the platform where Cyberpunk runs the best, apparently. So.
0: <laughs> well, well, that's okay, one okay. thing. Okay. Well, we'll give it that. But it's I a game that has <laughs> the google Cyberpunk. the google cyberpunk
1: that's it rebrand
2: i think the the biggest issue really was that they they launched the platform with hardly any like games on it like surely you would surely you would like kind of build the library up of like you know um agreements with developers and whatnot to put Mm. their games on your platform and then launch with you know a a big library for people to be able to play yeah
1: so was the whole point first when they first launched they really pushed destiny 2 and um resident evil and a load of other third party games that they had with it i think maybe they should have spent a year try to develop something first party then released it so they have something different to show
2: yeah i i do think probably the um the pandemic that we're all still in uh, is probably had a, a, a big effect on it as
1: well, I don't think well, I don't think that was you expected think, I, I disagree with that in some way, because you think more people would be playing Stadia because we've seen such an upturn in gaming, if they were going to do it and it was going to succeed it should have succeeded in this period
0: and this is 14 months ago the launch was, so this should have been developed before the pandemic so things should have been there Ready to go. But I think it oh, also,
2: oh, oh. I think it was it was very ambitious for for what it needed to be as well to be able to run like 4K 60 frames a second. You need like a, a incredibly good internet connection, which mm. unfortunately yeah. most of the world just doesn't have
0: yet. Yeah. yeah, that's another thing that the whole streaming thing doesn't interest me at all. I think I want a thing. I want a game. I want to own it. I don't yeah, I, I like physical games.
1: It really it's puts me off if I can't have something. Yeah.
0: So. So that's gone down the wayside
1: so then. Yeah. Yep. But it opens it up for Amazon to to push their side of things because they they've been working on something similar with Luna. So.
0: Yeah. Do we think that's going to go well? I don't. <laughs> to be fair, their the track record of
1: crane games hasn't gone well either. So. Yeah. Well, did they bring a game out that flopped? They put it back into beta and then they cancelled it indefinitely. Um, and Pretty refunded much. everybody and that was the first first party game that they really ran with
2: well there's no marketing that's that's their issue there's just no marketing for it not even like getting twitch streamers to to play your game to get um you know some sort of buzz for it they didn't even yeah. do that so that's why i went down
1: the Swanny. yeah i mean we've seen it with like games like um fall guys and among us and um, Hades, that they've got such a big online following and titch, titch, <laughs> Twitch stream following. And it just makes you want to play it. It's, um, Yeah, I think that's what these companies like Google and Amazon, um, even Apple, if they want to get into the gaming space and do well in 2021, this is what they need to be doing. They need to be pushing their first-party games if they do any. Um, and pushing them in the right way so we can't ignore it yep
0: how much can you get stadium for how much it cost?
1: i don't know I um, when, it, <laughs> when it first came out i think it was something like 120 pounds and you got the controller which is actually a pretty nice controller mm-hmm. um you got the um the Chromecast Ultra, which is about 70 quid on its own. And you got three months of like the pro membership, which gave you access to all the games. And I think you got Dest- Destiny 2 for free. So it was a nice little package for £120 pounds for three months, like unlimited gaming pretty much. Um, and I'd say at the time, like when they first touted it, it was a viable option. And I actually thought about doing it because um, of all the different games that I could access for that time. Yeah. And if anything, for like the Chromecast Ultra, because I know I'd probably end up using that with or without the um, Stadia. But yeah, it's gone the way of the Ooyah and um, a few other streaming platforms in the past.
0: I'd be tempted just to buy one as a relic. Mm. Which, uh, as a relic. As a part of gaming history that failed miserably.
1: Yeah. I've, I've got my Atari 5200, so that's like my relic of failure. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> So as we all know, it's um, it's Tomb Raider's 25th anniversary this year, and they're yes. really ramping up. Um, well, the Tomb Raider side of things. So there's actually going to be um, an animated series that's going to release on Netflix. Um, Yay! Yeah. <laughs> that so that was announced. More. <laughs> yeah. More more gaming stuff. As if we didn't have enough. Um. So that was announced on the 27th of January. Um. Via Twitter, um, that they were working on a Tomb Raider animated series there's there's it's no going more pressure this yeah yeah that's right uh, and also there's been some news about um the new game that they're working on and apparently it's going to tie together the first 3 games and the latest 3 games in the franchise so it might be yeah. interesting to see what they do with that this this
2: rebooted trilogy as as it's known as i think they are now classing it as like the prequel trilogy so these are like all set before the first games which is a bit right okay interesting
0: well, that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Because isn't she already too weird in the original? Whereas, the, yeah. Um, well, yeah, these three games are like them. her getting to that stage. Yeah, yeah.
1: So it it's been like, hard going be. from uh, from three D to
2: polygonal. Yeah, triangular, <laughs> <laughs> triangular <laughs> yeah. assets. We'll leave it at that. Just, just add a little tippet to the um, to the Netflix thing. I did see that apparently it. The actual series is set sometime after Shadow of of the Tomb Raider, so Mm. it'll carry
0: that story on, I suppose. I've not played that one yet. I've played the first two, but not that one yet. Yeah. Yeah. Was that that one done by a different studio, or something like that? Because I don't think it got quite as favourable reviews as the other two. Or it had books, or something like that. uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I might be wrong. That's what I heard. I know
2: it was on PS Plus recently, so...
0: Yeah. I've got, it. I've got it. Yeah, so I've got it need to put it. Well, let's continue with the uh, the Netflix thing. Mm-hmm. So, there was a Netflix leak that showed that there was going to be a live action Zelda game. No, sorry. Zelda series. Netflix is making a Zelda game. But then Nintendo pulled the plug because of the leak. Mm. So they decided not to do it anymore. There yeah, was also I was gonna just be a, there's also going to be a, um, a Star Fox Claymation series made by mm. College Humor, and they pulled that one in mm. So there was all, a, a due, all
1: due to the leak, and they've yeah. just pulled it. Pretty much. Yeah. Wow, I think that's a big statement um, and something that's. It's a bit sad. Well, it is, yeah.
2: It's sad, but I suppose it's... Nintendo do things a bit differently, don't they? I don't think they like it when their stuff gets leaked and whatnot. You're not they, having a really
0: crackdown on that, yeah, kind of but stuff. yeah, but it's yeah. just well, just to leak that there's going to be a series. I mean, come on, it's it's a bit petty, I think. It's just not just as if the it's
1: the up. Capcom leak where everything for the next yeah. like few years has come out.
2: I mean, they're they're pretty proud of their IPs, aren't they? So like any little thing that comes out about them, they're really protective of it. So I don't know, maybe it's it's something they could revisit sometime down the line. Now that Netflix seems to be the whole of video game adaptations. But it is a bit of a shame that one league goes out and everything gets cancelled. Because I think I actually think that would be that would have been pretty big back then, like Nintendo actually doing some with
0: their IPs oh. other than mobile I games. I mean, there was a um, a parody trailer of the Star Fox series because I think that some college humor basically did a parody like trailer of the Star Fox series called a uh, Fantastic Mr. Star Fox. <laughs> it was like a. Yeah. That was from, sorry. There's potentially going to be an EU investigation into the Joy-Con for the Nintendo Switch. Is this due to yeah. the drifting or. Yeah. Mm. So there's been 25,000 complaints. Uh, so the EU is called for the investigation into the Nintendo Switch Joy-Con drift. Uh, so this is from Eurogamer. I'm just going to read a couple of paragraphs. So the European Consumer Organization, the BEUC, uh, the EU's joint consumer program, has called for a Europe-wide investigation into the Nintendo Switch Joy-Con Drift after receiving more than 25,000 complaints from numerous countries. The new group has now submitted its own complaints to the European Commission and National Consumer Protection Authorities around Europe, based on its rules surrounding premature obsolescence, obsolescence? Is that word? and
1: obsolescence. misleading emissions of, right.
0: of key consumer information on the basis of the EU's unfair commercial practices directive. In the vast majority of cases, 88% of Nintendo Switch owners reported issues with their Joy-Con controls within the first two years of use, the BEUC said. Complaints have been received from Switch owners in France, Belgium, the Netherlands, Portugal, Italy, Norway, Slovakia, Slovenia and Greece. Uh, the BEUC has called for Nintendo to repair faulty Joy-Con for free, something that it has done in the past, to inform consumers of the limited lifespan of Joy-Con at present. There is more, but I won't, I won't go on. Uh, now you have both got switches, haven't you? Yeah, mm. um,
1: I is, must be in the twelve percent because mine's been fine so far, really? and I got mine fairly close to launch. I know Matt's had problems, haven't you, Matt? I'm I'm, I'm in the eighty-eight percent. I've already had
0: see, to uh, replace my joy cons. That's someone who doesn't have one. What what what's this? What drift exactly? What is what's, the drift? What's what's, hap- what, what's happening? What's what's it doing?
2: Um. So how how it's reported, is reported that it's it's always the the left one is the right one can't remember now it's one specific joy-con i think i think it's left i think it's the left one i could be wrong but um basically just after a while of usage the joy-con um kind of uh i suppose sensor starts kind of basically doing its own thing kind of slightly drifting kind of from side to side so like in a game obviously (laughs) It's a bit of an issue of having to kind of fight with the controller to be doing what you want it to. Um, To be fair, I had some issue with a PS4 controller uh, with my right stick where it just kind of, there was a drift on that as well where, like, I was playing Red Dead 2 and my camera would
1: just start rotating left. I'm like, okay, this is an issue. (laughs) Yeah. I've had a similar issue with a couple of my PS4 controllers because... When I play FIFA, I, I can sometimes get a bit heavy handed with the controller, thinking it'll make me go faster. And um, yeah, I've had a couple of right sticks that have been drifting on me and I've just had to buy a new one because I'm not about that soldering life. No, yeah,
2: it's uh, I think it's there's something with the soldering in that in the Joy-Con that um, it's, I think it's actually no, 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 it's. It's the right Joy-Con, I've just, I've just thought, because it's, it's so much to do with, um, I think like a, an infrared sensor in there that gets caught on, I don't think it's caught on something, I don't know the technical whole gist of why it drifts, but it's so much to do with that sensor and the and the um, right stick that just starts making it all drift. And, yeah, oh, I've already replaced mine. It, it took over about, just over a year, Maybe, maybe a year and a half for its start, but it, it seems way too common of an issue.
0: So did you buy another one or did you get Nintendo 2?
2: I don't think at the time Nintendo were doing it for free in the UK. I, yeah, I, th- did it I think for I remember you talking about this. Yeah, yeah they were doing it for Japan and the US, but in the UK oh, they oh, hadn't of offered course. it yet. Of course. Yeah, I'm so totally um. Honest. to be fair, I like the colours of the new ones that I got. So
0: <laughs> I suppose that's Absolutely, the only benefit. Yes. <laughs> our old friend Cypunk, back in the news. Oh, okay. God. Have you heard Again? about the. Uh, yes, have you heard about this? So, the uh, Project Red, they released like modding like tools. So, basically, they said, like, yeah, oh, yeah. You, you could, you're allowed to mod our game on the PC and all that. Mm-hmm. So, everyone saw this as a good thing. So, you yeah, know, it's, it's a user friendly is thing, good. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it turns out um, there's a potential that it could certain mods when you put them people could exploit the modding system to potentially take over your PC <laughs> through a mod. Deary, so if you download a specific mod, there was a I don't know the technicalities by it, but there's like something you know DLL files or something like that. It's, it's yeah, regards, yeah, yeah. It's in regards to them and how one of those could be exploited to download like a worm onto your computer to then take over the whole, whole PC. Oh good. Um I think it's been fixed now. I think yesterday or the day before I think they released a patch for it. But it's another in the catalogue of house, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Here we go. We'll let you do cool things with our game, including
0: take over somebody's <laughs> machine. Yeah. But there was wow. also um concern because there was a potential that they, they could have infiltrated um uh, C D Projects Reds servers as well, themselves. Oh, if I'm it surprised. hadn't been raised. Wow. So it's it's I mean it's a good job it's it was spotted, but The last thing they need is something like the likes of Capcom at the moment. Yeah,
1: 100%. So, yeah, that's a good thing about Capcom. you would sack the developer that worked on that DLL file. Yeah.
0: I mean, one week, uh, one episode, we're going to get past without talking about Capcom, I promise. Yeah, yeah. And spiders and Capcom. As long as they keep doing stupid things, (laughs) they'll have to keep talking about. Yeah, that's it. So,
1: CD Projekt Red, stop being stupid. Yeah. And we'll stop calling you out. Yeah, Uh, yeah, so the Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake has been delayed indefinitely. Um, So it doesn't mean it's not going to come out, but they've just not put a date on it. Um, So Ubisoft made a statement via their Twitter account on the 5th of February, uh, which said, uh, we've made a decision to shift the release of Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake, to a later date. And that's literally all they've said to this point. Um, so that's been moved oh. along. I'm really looking forward to it, um, Prince of Persia: The Sand of Time, because I loved the game on the PS2. Mm. I don't didn't like Warrior Within um, for reasons, but um, I'm looking forward to that one. Mm. It's a
0: good, it's a good classic.
1: It um,
2: it's, it's, should it's be good probably, once it comes out.
0: I wish more developers would delay things indefinitely. Stop putting. Date something. Take, something. Take something. Yeah. It clearly don't work, especially now, during the pandemic, because things are getting released properly. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of, uh, over the past couple of days, one of the games have patented the Nemesis system from their games? Yes. This is taken from IGN. It says, one of the games Nemesis system patent was approved this time, uh, this week, after multiple attempts. So Warner Bros. Interactive Entertainment publishes on Middle-earth, Shadow of Mordor* and its 2017 sequel Shadow of War. I find the to secure a patent for the franchise's signature nemesis. The US Patent and Trademark Office released an issue notice on February 3rd. stating stated that the patent would go into effect on February 23rd of this year. Warner Bros. has the option to maintain the patent through 2035, provided they keep up with the necessary fees. The patent filed as Nemesis Characters, Nemesis Falls, Social Vendettas and Followers in Computer Games. Effectively, it effectively codifies the functions of one of this nemesis system and the sum of its parts as the property of one of others. While the language in the application is fairly obtuse, as most passive claims tend to be, the short version is that the patent covers a system featuring procedurally generated NPCs that exist in a hierarchy and interact with and will remember the actions of the players, Have their appearance behaviour altered by players, and as placing that hierarchy can change affect the position of other NPCs in said hierarchy. So, uh, this has been met by a lot of backlash. Mm. Because the history of gaming is like reimagining things, isn't it? So, mechanics are made for certain games, and then other developers come along, build on that. Yeah. Okay. Other and mechanics. Improve it and whatnot. And it goes on and on. Uh, and a lot of people think this is going to stifle creativity. And this is going to set a precedent for other companies, other developers. Go to, to patent their engines and yeah. have a closed off. Yeah. And what's our thoughts on this? Because I, I, I don't like it one bit. I'm, I'm with everyone
1: else. Yeah, I tend to agree. I'm all for open source and people being able to access this kind of stuff to make whatever they want, really. Um, it's one of the reasons why I like Dream so much because people mm. can use it to build whatever they want. And there's some really good stuff on there that, that people <laughs> have imagined.
0: Can you imagine if like the first-person shooter be patented?
1: Yeah, so to just like... Call of Duty, for example,
0: and their uh, yes. company. That would be insane. It would be madness. Yeah. I just think this is a bad precedent to set. I don't like it at all.
1: I hope nobody else follows suit with it. I really do.
2: The only, the only thing, just... Uh, I suppose maybe I need to try and play a little bit of Devil's Advocate. I don't like the news, you know, I don't like that they've patented. it, but uh, I think reading the same article from Eurogamer, I think they also, was it Eurogamer? It might be Eurogamer. They made mention that like other companies have patented certain mechanics before in the past. So for example, yeah. um, Bioware have a patent on their dialogue wheel that they use for their, obviously Mass Effect and I think Dragon Age have used it. But obviously that dialogue wheel has appeared in other games without any look of a lawsuit from Bioware. So it could just be that they're just protecting their assets but not necessarily having to go after people who do create their own version of a nemesis system, maybe. Well, it might be that they sold the asset to them to be used and we just don't know about it. But they've still got the pattern, though. Like, if other people use it, surely they they're in their rights to go after people who try and. First, I
0: don't I don't understand how you patent a
2: dial up wheel. It's 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 just a game mechanic, isn't it, that they've come up with to solve a particular solution, and then it's become obviously quite popular in other games.
0: It'd be such a minor thing. It's just it's it's. It is, I don't get it. it.
2: Is, but you know, I mean, the thing there was something else as well. Like I think was it Sega, so you know the. The little arrow in um, Crazy Taxi. Oh, Crazy Taxi, yeah. Mm. They had a pattern on that as well. The seriously. Arrow.
1: Yeah, the sure. arrow that goes above people, was it?
2: No, it goes above, you know, where it tells you where to where to go. Kind of like
1: oh, Seriously.
2: I mean that pattern has run out in twenty eighteen, but that's that's what some, some companies do, the pattern some mechanics that the arrow that shows you where you're going. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I wow. say, that
2: was in Bioshock, was bio though, wasn't I it. think so. Well, many games have had a variant of, of uh, something pointing to where you need to go, haven't they? So, yeah. The Sega haven't come after them since. So, it's, I mean, Sega have got their own problems to deal with. We have to try and trust the one-brother games. They've only done this as a, a, a precaution. protection thing. yeah. yeah. Trust. I mean, this, you know, they're not Activision, so hopefully.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of Activision. Mm. So have you heard about them being sued for copyright infringement, Activision Blues? No. Well, so in 2019, uh, this is from Polygon. In 2019, Call of Duty Modern Warfare publisher Activision Blizzard introduced a new character to its game, an operator named Mara. A writer and photographer is now alleging that the company intentionally modelled Mara after his own character, uh, called Cade Janus from a short story called November Renaissance. plaintiff Clayton Hagen, I want to say, uh, filed a copyright infringement lawsuit in the Texas court on Tuesday according to court documents first published by Tom McBride. He alleged that Activision Blizzard and developer Infinity Ward willfully intended to model Mara after Kate Janus, including hiring the same model, Alex Sedra, to reproduce the photo shoot and scan her likeness for use in the game. Hagen said developer posted uh, posted his Kate Jadis photographs on the photography studio wall during the Call of Duty Modern Warfare shoot. Hager said he originally hired Zedra in 2017 to model as K. Janus before he pitched the story to movie studios. He later published uh, photos on his website, in a calendar, and on Instagram. In addition to hiring the same talent, they also hired the same makeup professional who had prepared the talent for Hager's K. Janus photographs, lawyers wrote in the complaint. They instructed the makeup of the professional to prepare the talent exactly as she had done for Hager's K. Janus phot- photographs. They instructed her to style the talent's hair exactly as she had done for Hagen's KJ's photographs, even using the same hairpiece extension. Hagen alleges that Activision Blizzard and Infinity Ward required the model and makeup artist sign non-disclosure agreements to conceal their planned infringement. I find this astonishing. Uh, A company the size of Activision Blizzard, with the amount of money that they've got, particularly over this past year, Mm. that they couldn't come up with their own original person to do this. Yeah. I find it baffling and i've, I've seen like the photograph side by side and it is cut it is cut packs it's it's an open shoot case. they are pretty much identical i just what? yeah what
2: i think it's I, I i mean i think for what what they do for the uh the operators is they probably do look around to see what looks good and then if they seem that's something that catches their eye they probably do the research to see like who's the person can we get them in
1: and whatnot um
2: yeah, but you would make enough
1: changes for it to be somewhat different. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think this this is where I have a little bit of issue on this one is that. So, I was I, was, I read this um, this story when it first came out, and it, it mentions that he has he has a copyright on his story from, like 2012, 2013, mm. but he'd only copyrighted the fours they took in December of 2020. And that's, like, a year pretty much after that other character comes out. On the one hand, I can see, yeah, this is clearly Blaine um, copying of, of uh, a person's character within a within their, I suppose, registered IP. But the actual, like, luckness and usage of the person came after the character came out. So it's, like, I, I don't know kind of, like, whose side I'm on because, again, this feels like... He's done this as a bit of a cash grab again. And he's all right, because obviously what Vision done is clearly copy the character. But again, it's like,
0: shouldn't you have known this? I don't know, known Why something known that was this? going on? I don't know. I can't defend Activision on this at all. It is blatant copy.
2: Well, I don't want to defend but him
1: as
0: well. It
2: surely... clearly seems like he's wanting some sort of money payout after
1: well, in my eyes, it's
2: entitled. Yeah but, to he's, it. yeah, but he is. He's, yeah, he's entitled to it.
1: He's entitled. Well, it's his photographs, but he
0: didn't register them until later on. So oh, should have would have coulda. I can't believe you. I can't believe you are even going this way. You yeah. disappoint me, Matthew.
2: I'm going this way because <laughs> I've seen people try and money grab all the time, and I don't want to defend Activision because I mean they're they're Activision. Let's let's put it mm-hmm. that. But it's just I don't know. It's it's the timing of everything. That feels weird to me. the news I've got is recently, um, the I don't know if you guys remembered rumors or plans of the GoldenEye uh, N64 game getting remastered back in 2008, um, but then suddenly just got cancelled. Due to like uh, a disagreement between all parties, because apparently I was reading the story that like apparently there is a lot of different pies that have the hand on a, the James Bond license, um, and I mean this game was meant to come out on Xbox Three Sixty as part of their like Xbox Live Arcade thing, um, but they just just couldn't get everyone to agree to it. But recently, the pretty much the whole game practically almost finished had leaked onto the internet uh, and people have been and you can actually play it on like either an emulated xbox 360 or like uh, a proper xbox 360 if you know how to do that i suppose um and it's just like it's it's amazing just like how far they actually go with it like it's practically finished over the some textures here and there kind of missing and certain features that should have been in like there's meant to be like a online multiplayer for it that was going to be going um and interestingly enough this game was meant to come out in 2008 yeah it had the feature um that halo combat evolved anniversary has where you can freely Back switch to the old
1: one oh that's yeah awesome. so you can
2: freely switch between like the remastered graphics and the old n64 graphics yeah which would have been cool for like at, at the time, like being the first game to do it. That would have been amazing. Mm. Um, but it's such a weird, weird time to, for this game to suddenly
1: come back oh. up again. <laughs> yeah. They should have taken it a step further. Cause what you could also do with the anniversary edition mm. is just shout classic at your uh, connect and just switch connect. it back. Yeah.
2: So I have a, have a, weird connect. Yeah. It's amazing though. Like graphically it, it does look pretty good. Like, Really well done over over the original. Um, the f- the funny little thing that I actually read about this was that um so VCG uh, sorry actually reviewed the game as if it, it'd come out uh, and they actually gave it like five out of five stars. They said it was like a perfect remaster. <laughs> oh nice! Like oh imagine what, what we could have had instead of we
0: got whatever that rubbish was on, ween. <laughs> so, do you remember that EA play event from, was it last year, or was it even the year before? At the very end, they announced there was going to be a new skate game. Yes. Yeah, they, but they, they didn't show anything, or it was just two blokes sat in their office who just said, oh, there's going to be a new skate game. Well, that's, a, that's all said. And then that was supposed to excite everyone. Um, but it, it turns out that, that the new skate game is now going to be developed by a new studio in Vancouver called Full Circle. I have to say, uh, kind of disappointed in the whole skate scene at the moment in terms of games because, I don't know if you heard, but Vicarious Visions, who did the remaster of the Tony Oaks game, they've been moved from the Activision side to, to the Blizzard side of Activision Blue. So it is unlikely that we will get another Tony Oaks game from them. Boom! Which, which I, makes yeah. me sad.
2: I, I, I heard it. they got... Um dissolved, basically, into Activision Blizzard, didn't they? So the uh, actual studio doesn't exist anymore, or... So I, don't was... know.
0: I, well, I don't know, I, I, I heard they got moved onto Blizzard, book, because I think they would start working on Diablo 2, I think, something like that. Well, um, they're the master remasters, so if if they could do a Diablo
2: 2 remaster, I think everyone over that side will love it.
0: <laughs> if, if this skate game could come and fill that gap there, good, but with it being a new studio, We've got no, no previous to go on, so... Well, it'd be good to call it it'd be bad. Who knows?
2: Did you I never... play Skate Free.
0: No, I didn't, but I had very
2: good things about it. It was really good. And then at the time, it was easily the best skating game. Like, even hmm. above the Tony Oaks. It was really good. Very realistic.
0: Well, I think that was the time when Tony Oaks was starting its decline. though. And that's when...
2: Well, you had, like, came on.
0: Tony Oaks 5. Ride. Uh, <laughs> ride, <laughs> what else. He did, But we'll see how that goes. Last of Us Part 2. Oh, this so has come, come back. No? Yeah. it's now become the most awarded video game of all time.
1: Hmm.
0: I can see why. It has now won 274 awards. 176 of these was for media outlets and 98 for <laughs> Reader's Choice Awards. The previous holder <laughs> was The Witcher 3, which had 251. So it's officially an alright game. Despite, yeah. what angry pe- despite what angry people on the internet might say, Sod talk. the haters
1: they have not even played it. Well, are. You?
0: official. Go play it, if you
1: haven't. Mm. Yeah, right. so has anybody heard that um, Ikea has developed a range of gaming furniture? Uh, no. no. Gone. OK. So um, it's been soft launch in China last week. Um, so Ikea have um, developed a new gaming range. In collaboration with Asus's sub brand, Republic of Gamers. Um, so they're going to be doing gaming chairs, gaming desks, um, cups. Uh, what else are they doing? We all made headphones. Headphone holders. Uh, no. <laughs> they do look really sleek, though. I mean, they've got that Nordic minimalist look to them, and they do look quite nice. And I've been in the market for a desk for a while now, so I think I might, if they do bring it across to the UK. I might end up indulging because yeah, some of it actually does look like nice stuff and um, as you probably know with IKEA it's going to be fairly cheap so um, it looks looks pretty nice actually uh, and <laughs> like uh, they've got like a they've got like a little cupboard thing with like a headphone holder at the side um, so you can put all your equipment in there and stuff it's yeah there's about 30 or so items and um, yeah, it looks pretty good so I hope they bring that over and then I'll go to IKEA Eat some meatballs and buy some gaming stuff.
0: I've never been to an IKEA.
1: Have you not? Have you not? It's like well, it's an
0: experience. It is, yeah. Well, we'll be going to one anytime soon, anyway. So.
1: Oh yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> Maybe next year. Yeah, it is open. <laughs> uh, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. It's been announced that it will contain 800 unique characters, and 300 of them will be playable. That's quite a lot. Uh, So, apparently, the game is. Yeah, so the game is apparently being built built from the ground up. And it will have a new engine with an explorable open world and space battles the player will randomly encounter. And there will be 23 planets and moons and 28 unique locations. Wow. I'm actually quite looking forward to this one. What does this include? So, is it. Well, it's going to be. Is this all the LEGO games? I I can't.
2: I don't think it's going to be even the layout games, because with the sounds of it, it's literally just going to be um, this one thing, maybe? Well, I,
0: think the lo- I, th-
2: I think the levels might be the same. I don't know. I might be wrong. It, may, it might be the same. So, it, well, if, if they did do it, they've got what? They've got... Um, so there's Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga that combined, So that's... I think, the first two games, where it was the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. Yeah. And then and they had... Six. Yeah, and then they had... Lego Star Wars, The Force, Awakens, the Force Awakens, 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 which was more of a focus on just Episode 7. I don't think they did one for
0: um, The Last Jedi. So I think... So I don't think they have any for 8 or 9? No, it I seem, don't think if, so. It seems odd if they don't include them in this. Well, that's so a complete saga, sure. isn't it? So they've it got to do it.
2: 8 and 9 at some point. Those will be like the new content that you've not played before. My, my only one wish is I really just want online
0: co-op on nice, like yeah
2: be they, cool. they had it in the early Lego games but I don't think they had the servers to really really take potential of it so mm-hmm. like they took it out after I think the complete saga for Lego Star wars and then I've never been able to 100 percent Lego game since <laughs> one should be pretty good especially with them building it from the ground up again with the new engine because I think I think it, it was starting to get a bit stale. A little man. bit stale. Like they, they, they kept on doing some new stuff with it, but it was always kind of the same basis of just punch, punch, kick, special attack, yeah. and then whatever. A bit it
1: platforming was. Th-
2: thrown in there for good measure. Yeah. The platforming has always been quite nice in LEGO games. It's just nice, chill games, just to relax to
0: and just... Yeah. I mean, they're all easy to plot them. That's what I find. Yeah. I find them to be the quickest games to plot them. Well, maybe not quickest, but the easiest. Well, if
1: I get this one, maybe I'll be able to platinum a game for the first time. Woo! Well, there'll be a lot of levels in this
0: one, though. So this yeah. will no doubt be the biggest oh, God, LEGO yeah. game there is isn't. there.
2: I mean, the sounds with, like random space battles sound pretty cool as well, though.
0: I wonder how they'll hmm. handle that. Yeah, I think that's just part of like, the open world, when you're travelling, I imagine. Uh, <laughs> open universe, shall I say. I want the space
2: battles to be like... Lego's version of Battlefront Two. <laughs> yeah. That'd be that'd be great, and then you can see like little Lego bricks like blocks flying up everywhere. <laughs>
0: that'd be kind of cool. Random spacemen floating around. Yeah, because there's gonna be like Lego humour in there, isn't there? I mean, that's that's one of the the Lego games in it. You always to find yeah, the humor, both... isn't it
2: was most fun. Yeah, I think I've always liked the original ones when there was no no voice acting. They seemed to be a little bit more innovative when it came to like the cutscenes they had to copy.
0: Yeah, try, like trying to show expression and that kind yeah, of
2: Yeah, there was more like visual humor than. It's like visual gags. It was like
0: that. Yeah. It was, that was fun.
2: Oh, I'm looking forward to that one. That's going to be quite good. I suppose, in, in conjunction with the MLB, the uh, Major League Baseball in America, uh, them and Sony have announced that their uh, long running MLB series, there was usually playstation exclusive is now going the show yeah so they're going multi-platform and this year will be the first year they'll be on xbox but what's more interesting is it's going to be the first playstation studios game on xbox wow. I don't know. so yeah that's that i thought it was quite interesting i was like oh we've got a playstation game on xbox <laughs> i wonder
0: what's What's going on with that then? Why has that happened? Um, yeah.
2: Apparently it was some yeah. sort of it was some sort of um, deal that the LMB wanted that they finally wanted their series to be I suppose more. open, yeah, so yeah, they can make yeah. more sales, obviously. Um, Makes sense. And I mean, I suppose in America they love their sports, so, and Xbox. Sports! So, <laughs> um, yeah, it'd be interesting. It's, it's, it's a bit of a strange one, but it's kind of cool <laughs> yeah they're all
0: good they're in yeah. a playstation
2: yeah.
0: Oh, they, this, 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 yeah they are they are good they're all good representation
2: of the sport two last piece of news uh, that I've got and at some point we will go through a podcast without me talking about Resident Evil but no we won't we probably won't we probably won't until it comes out <laughs> So um, the the biggest and most important news that came out between these podcasts is that Resident Evil's Villages art director, um, Tomonori Takano, in a tweet, officially revealed the height for Lady uh, Demetrescu. Uh, And apparently from the bottom of her heel to the top of her hat, she is nine foot six inches, which the internet went
1: crazy for. (laughs) big 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 lady big big tall lady um (laughs) the master chief's only seven foot two isn't he so he's like a little kid in comparison
2: it was funny i was seeing i was seeing images once this came out of like people making like height references to like other characters and whatnot and like she's she just stands massively tall compared to like master chief and, and kratos um It was was ridiculous, because they they also had, like, I saw another image of, like, the different tyrants that have been in the series, and she's, funny enough, she's kind of actually about in the middle of everyone else that's come along, because you have, like, I think Nemesis in Resident Evil 3 is about eight foot tall, Mr. X from Resident Evil 2 is, like, seven foot one or something like that, which is a lot smaller than I actually thought he was. Um, and then you've just got Leon, who's, like, 5'11", who's just, like, really small compared to everyone else. So, yeah, I thought it was, it was quite it was quite funny to see when it came out and just everyone just goes nuts about it. Um, Why has everyone become obsessed with this
0: later?
1: I don't really I think because she's it. just tall. She's just tall. Personally, I think it's just because she showed a bit of cleavage of and everyone's just gone mad. The thirst.
2: I mean, that adds to it. Yeah. Um,
0: is this what lockdown's done to everyone?
1: Yeah,
2: pretty much. You should steal. You should see all like the the step on me memes that have come out of this. Just, oh <laughs> God. What? I don't even.
1: I don't know.
2: No, I'll I'll not explain on this point. Um, if you are interested, if you are listening, just look it up. I'm not gonna. I'm not providing any links. <laughs> um, just end this on some unfortunately sad news as well. Um, Jeanette, I think it's Jeanette Mouse, and I hope I've said that right. Um, was the actress who was, gonna, who was played, who was playing various characters in Village, but also played um, some of the witches who were under Lady D, I suppose. Um, she unfortunately passed away um, sometime over the last two weeks. Uh, just, it's really sad news. Apparently, she was just, she was only thirty-nine years old. Which like that's that's no age to go.
1: No, not nowadays. <laughs>
2: it's not it's not a good age. Apparently she she got a diagnosis back in April last year of colon cancer. Um so uh all the you know, well wishes and respect to her family and yeah. friends. Um obviously sad news for the Resident Evil uh, fans as well, but I'm sure they'll know,
1: put some sort of a margin to the game for her, so that would be nice.
2: Yeah. I mean, if, if she played the characters in the demo that you get to see, um, she's she's done a fantastic job just for the little bit that you see her. So I'm sure I won't celebrate that character when, when she's just come out.
1: But, yeah, it's not, not an age to go Um, I've got one more bit. Uh, has anybody seen the patents that have come out for PSVR quite recently?
0: No no
1: okay so uh this this is quite interesting so it seems like what they're trying to what what the pattern looks like is for something to be a bit more inclusive because as you know you've got your vr headset on and then nobody else can really interact with you because it's just yourself pretty much yeah. um but the uh the pattern there's basically a tv in the background there's something on the top of the tv like a scanner or something um and each person's got their own like controller um, so that they can help interact with the game that you're playing with. The the best way that I can explain it is one person's got the VR headset on and um, the other people can like see what's on screen. The person with the VR headset sees something different and they can like help you in the game, um, which is pretty cool. But yeah, I think that looked just really interesting. Um, and hopefully when they bring out the VR V2 or whatever it's going to be called, um, that they'll they'll make it more inclusive for other people rather than just for one person. Yeah, actually, you, know, when you,
2: when you said said that that it's got like uh, the person
1: in VR sees one thing,
2: people obviously outside of it see another thing on the screen you can help and whatnot. I mean they thought of nightmare. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know if, you, if you've seen the if you've yeah. seen the show or not. But I was like, <laughs> yes, that course. would be really kind of cool to like if they did like a you know like a game version of nightmare i mean i won't want to be the psvr person because i know at some point freaking there's a spider that obviously comes out and that's not for me for vr at all so <laughs> that no but yeah i just like maybe i, I just missed that show i just missed nightmare
0: <laughs> it was a classic i'll give you that have you guys heard about this um stock thing What's going on in America? Oh, for GameStop, oh, people GameStop. short in
1: the stock. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, now, I don't, I don't quite understand what's happening. I, I, stocks and shares aren't. I, I don't know much about it. But... I, I've tried to follow it, but does anybody it's... actually understand it? I'm sure Nathan one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, put me on the spot there.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, basically, they, they people are—is it raising the stock level of GameStop? Or yeah.
1: Like so then... people are raising it, and then they're selling it really quickly um so that it drops down and people make a profit. Um so you've got to time it yeah. really right. So
2: yeah, so so how how was how I was trying to follow it, um and I was I watched various videos like people trying to explain it. Um there's these hedge funds that have like looked at like the stock of game GameSpot and like seen like a project of like, oh it's probably gonna get lower at some point. So they've they bought up stock and then sold it quickly, and that, that like somehow lowers the lowers the the I suppose stock price. Um, but there was this Reddit um, this Reddit group. Then they called like
0: is it um, Wall Street? Yeah, Wall Street
2: hacks or something like that. Wall Street bets is it? Some... Oh no, Wall Street bets. I think it's Wall Street so... bets. They like they noticed what was what was happening with Game GameSpot stocks, and all of they them just stop. started. Sorry. GameStop, yeah. Did I say something? Don't mind. They noticed, like, the stocks were going down by this, like, um, I suppose, this stretcher these hedge funds were doing. So they decided then to buy a lot of stock in to it. And this, like, massively rose the price up to the point where the hedge funds that bought their price at the original now had to sell at this highest, higher price. So they were losing out in, yeah. like, millions millions of dollars and whatnot. Um, and it just kind of blew up to the point where, like, there was this one person who bought a lot of stocking and sold out once it got high enough. I think he made, like, $30,000. Um, and he bought a lot of Nintendo Switches and, like, donated them yeah, to, like, I these, yeah. uh, I think, children's hospitals or whatnot. I, oh, I thought that was, like that was absolutely kind of the guy. Mm. Like, you know these hedge funds wouldn't do that.
0: but, <laughs> but Basically, that whole think about this story is that it's the little people sticking it to Wall Street.
2: Yeah, little people went winning. It. and then uh, I was reading like some of these um, stock apps that you could buy the stock from were like suddenly stopping people from buying the yeah. stock.
0: Hmm. Ironically, there's one called Robin Hood, wasn't there? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. When Robin Hood Stop the was, poor you know.
0: stealing <laughs> yeah. from the rich. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's, that's not your motto.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a nice story. See so yeah, how well that's going to last, last, but...
1: Yeah, well, GameStop have been losing money for the last two years, so I think it'll go back down eventually. Yeah, it'll probably
0: drop back down at some point. Yeah. But it's just mad. It can't last forever, but enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, yeah definitely. Good on them, people are doing it. Uh, shall we move on? Sure. Ooh.
2: What are we all playing? Or have been playing? If go you... on, Mark. No. Nope. <laughs> hey.
1: hey. All right. All right. On, I'm I'm Mark can go first. Uh,
0: okay. So, i finished Skyrim. I completed Skyrim. Wow. Can oh, you nice. believe it or not? With all well, your mods, with your lightsaber and everything. Yep. So, well, I say I completed it. I would completed the main quest. I decided to get very strict on myself. Mm. I just went, right, I'm just going to do the main quest. No more. I mean, I might talk to someone, get a quest, but I will not go act on that. I will just, I'll just take the quest and then be on back on my way. So I've completed <laughs> that. I mean, have you completed the main quest? I know I know it's no. quite easy to not do it. <laughs> That's no, the, not Because there's so many distractions.
1: Yeah, I've not I've not completed it all the
0: way through. <laughs> well, I won't mention it won't mention anything about happens. It. But it's, it's good. I enjoyed it. But the thing is about Skyrim, it's one of those games where you can you just going to dip in and out of it, aren't you? It's just mm. it's one of those games you keep coming back to, isn't it? So I'm well, just glad I, I, I finished that. Yeah. So I'm glad I finished it and then I can move on to other games. I don't want this hanging over me saying, Oh you've still not completed Skyrim yet but so I finally do I've only played one more game though, mm. and this was a game that actually came out a few weeks ago. And you guys will know that I was very eager to play this game, but at the time I couldn't play because the servers were down. So I spent two weeks waiting for them to get it fixed before I could actually play the game. And that is Hitman Three. Hmm. Wow, I didn't realise servers were down that long. <laughs> yeah, this is the one downside of the games is that it's always online. To service. I mean, it just sort of works, because it's, it's it, it kind of like saves your progress as you go along. Uh, mm. So it is good. But it is annoying if it go down. Um, yeah. Now, I've only played the first level, because one, one thing about these, about the Hitman games is, well, I've mentioned this before, but the first Hitman game was released uh, episodically. So mm. there were six levels released over, like, like every two months, there were, like, a level release or something like that. Uh, now a lot of people obviously didn't like that kind of thing. Do that, but it didn't bother me as much because it made me appreciate each level more. It made me want to replay them and find out all the other aspects. One you know, all the... because the, the one the wonderful thing about the Hitman games is the level design is astonishing. Mm. Just the intricate details of them, and like. Every area's got like different entry and exit points, so you can always find some other way to get around to your target, etc. and things like that. Uh, so I've only played the first level on the new one, which is the one in Dubai. Mm. Uh, so uh, it's not actually the Burj Khalifa, apparently. It's 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 a fictional uh, building called the Scepter, but I think it's supposed to represent the Burj Khalifa. Yeah, you just couldn't do it. So it's, it is regarded as the tallest building in the world. Uh, but that's it's. Really good looking, astonishing. Love it. Uh, now, each each level on the Hitman games, they have like mastery levels. Mm. So it's so like there's I think there's normally like twenty mastery levels, and with each level in that, so if you do do uh, a number of challenges, you get XP in each level, mm. and they contribute to your mastery level. So the more challenges you do, the more XP you get, the more mastery level goes up. And with each mastery level, you unlock a an item, maybe. So you might unlock uh, a new lethal poison file, or a weapon, maybe, or tranquilizer gun, whatever. Uh, or like a new starting point. So because when you start the like a fresh game, you'll always start at a, start at one point as part of the story. Mm. Anyway. But as you more replay it, you can like choose new starting locations when you unlock. So you can, like, start in the kitchen just as a chef and things like that. Mm. Which is all very good in the replayability Mm. So I've I've got to the point where I start to try and get the 20 mastery level before I move on to the next level. So I can try and get the most out of each individual level. So that's what I'm doing. So I'm I'm on, like, 18 or something like that on this first level. Uh, But apart from that, I then tried it out in VR because this was the first this, this, the, the Hitman 3 was released with VR compatibility mm. and in the story of Hitman 3 uh, you start on the outside of the building
2: mm.
0: you actually power shoot in oh no and you stood on like like a metal girder thing on the outside of the building oh, above, yeah. the clou- above the clouds so I thought right well, I've got to try this in VR haven't I oh boy oh the vertigo the vertical man Um, that was quite something Uh, wow Now I have to say uh, it sort of works well in VR but I just I think this showed the fundamental flaws in VR as a whole I don't think it was uh, any part of the game's fault Mm. obviously when you start VR you've got to connect all the VR stuff up again and I realised that
1: is such a faff yeah, plug in and then having to plug the
0: HDMI into the yeah. back of your telly and yeah. then into the PlayStation. Yeah. And... It took me about 20 minutes to figure out, because I had everything connected up, and then when I put the headset on, it just said no HDMI. I'm like, I'm sure I'll put this in. So I don't mm. understand what i are going to It was like a mini HDMI thing that I, mm. and I didn't put it back in the PS4. So that was a 20-minute faff that I didn't really want. Mm. Uh, and then after about 20 minutes of playing it, I started feeling a bit queasy. And yeah th- yeah and i think this i think this to show the initial problems with vr gaming as a whole the actual game itself was good when i was playing but there were some like tracking issues because the thing is you don't use the move controllers you use the actual the dual shock right okay but it's, it's, it's quite cool because it's, it's like you you'd probably like grab people and strangle them like from the back of them. you can get golf club and just whack them off of the ledge it's just, it is good fun. <laughs> it's, like, it's like proper red doll physics and that kind of thing. Mm. It does, does work well, but it's a bit more difficult to be stealthy in VR, I found. So I just went around shooting people with a, a silenced pistol. But you see, it's, it's interesting because I did feel like I was actually playing Goldeneye whilst I was doing that, because i had mm-hmm. like a silenced weapon going around the corridors. Mm-hmm. And I was just killing everyone, basically. I, 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 I did not just doing the actual mission, I just, I just went around trying to kill everyone. With a pistol, but it's and it's interesting that they're moving on to doing the James Bond game next, higher Interactive, because that did feel like I was playing the James Bond game whilst I was doing that. It's quite interesting. Uh, but cool. in terms of the VR, it's perfectly fine. But as I say, I think VR needs to be better at it needs to be better to be able to connect up to your PS4 and that kind of thing. I just. Hmm. It's not worth the effort spending 20 minutes connecting it all up to then have 20 minutes of gameplay and then yeah. you feel a bit iffy. It'd be much easier if it's just like sw- switching on, whacking on. You do in 20 minutes, you think, that's great, but I've had enough now, put it back down. Then you don't have to worry about changing up cables up again. Because it's, yeah, it. it's unlikely mm. that I'm going to go back to playing that now. But that's the mm. thing.
2: It's, it needs to be better at that, I think. Well, I, I hope, uh, I mean, I, I think they are working on the PSVR 2, aren't they? I think there is reports it about it. it. Well, they they yeah, need to do what, it. yeah. They yeah. need to do what Oculus doesn't have like a wireless one. Whereas, to me, my issue with VR is having to use the the PlayStation camera. Like, yeah. I, I, it doesn't quite track
0: it just, everything that's in my room. Yeah. Like, it's I have to so
2: quite a far distance for it to.
0: Just to kind yeah. of track everything. This, this this was something that was quite happening whilst we were playing Hitman. It was that, I was playing Hitman. Is that? like that one. So it shows your hands in front of you, and mm. then occasionally they just start going looking <laughs> <like, laughs> all the place. No, that that it's was you, like, Mark. Yeah, yeah, I just can't
2: control myself. But just, <laughs> you do you doing an impression of a form and present? <laughs> well,
0: it's, it's just like it, it. just makes suddenly the immersion just goes out the window. That's the thing. That's
2: yeah. The problem. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's my problem with um, one of the I think it's sports VR sports bar VR like 2.0 or something
1: yeah
2: I, I've got an issue where I want to play like the the pool game but you have to like move move to the kind of edge of the, of the table or something and then yeah. you kind of go adjust your height as well of like where yeah your character is but not really where you are so it feels a bit like really awkward and yeah. Uh, I think if they make the second one they, they could definitely learn some some think, lessons on what Oculus have done with their like wireless stuff.
1: Yeah, I think to fix VR it definitely needs to be wireless and you probably need to have a couple of cameras in your room so you could track yourself properly from different angles. I, I don't think it needs cameras.
2: Like I think the one of the it's latest Oculus ones have got tracking on like the the remotes and your head so it he knows mm-hmm. kind of like okay it, yeah. this your height's here this is where your hands are and you can look freely without cameras looking at you yeah like you don't that need that
0: a, that would be the ideal situation yeah because then so you can work in low light as well because obviously cameras you know need to have quite a bright room you know to,
2: yeah just it's just probably to an issue there. in my room as well not the greatest
0: line in the world <laughs> but yeah that's that's what I've been playing That's a good one, nice. Okay.
1: Uh, Well, to be honest, I've not been playing much at all. Um, One thing I do want to say something that we did is like a joint thing. We finally won the Division 1 title on Pro Clubs after playing it for so many years. Um, I think before FIFA 20, we'd only ever really got to Division 3. I think that was like the best we've ever done. But um, I think. Now all the good players have left Fever 20. It opened up a gap for us to um, excel. And We're move. one of about 40. Oh, no, 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 no. Like. Yeah. <laughs> also, also, I just want to shout out to the Mormon Pirates, real MVPs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if you ever listened to this, guys, thank you for being so crap. Um, right, so now I've got that out of the way. Um, a game that um, spiked in popularity a few months ago and i've got back into it again um Fall guys so um it's on its third season at the minute and i've i've watched a couple of videos about this and the popularity is just absolutely tanked there's only a couple of million people playing this at a time now from about 18 million previously but yeah it's um it's so much fun i just forgot how fun it was um they've incorporated some new levels so that's always good. Um, I've played some of the ones from Season 2 that I never got to play. So there's this level where you've got to kind of push these boxes around to jump on them to get over these walls. Um, so that was pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I just forgot how exhilarating it was and uh, how fun it was. So I've, I've played a few games of that recently. And that's been I,
0: great. I have to say, I, it's, I think some of the levels of that have got too overly complicated now. I mm. think that's why I've kind of lost interest in They've like, yeah. There was like some of the original levels and they just started adding things to them, didn't they?
2: Oh yeah, extra, it's extra like remixed them, 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 sort of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah they yeah. they did tweaks to some of the levels, yeah, to make them a bit different. Because I think that they got a lot of backlash for all the levels being the same, and then they tweaked a few. So you could have the original level or you could have the tweaked level. And I enjoyed that. I think it it gave it a little bit more.
0: Hmm. I think they were going gone over the top, but that's just me. Well, what else could you do with it? just limiting the amount of stuff you're doing. They it, it seem to have changed so many things in the original one. It? Mm. So like spike, spike things everywhere, holes in the ground all over the place, spinny things. It's like too much, too much. Because then the, all of them are just having them in. So there's not much, still not much difference between levels.
1: Mm. I mean, they've, they've changed the, um, some of the types of levels are different. I mean, most of them are just like courses that they've changed up a bit. Um, but the one I was referring to earlier is a bit different because You've got to, in a way, you've got to try and work together with people, and it's pretty much pot luck whether you get there first or not, because you've got to move these boxes into a certain position to jump over this wall. Everybody um, who
0: played seesaw in that game knows that teamwork it doesn't go very well.
1: <laughs> yeah. there's no, there's no teamwork on that. No, no, no. it's everyone for themselves in it. Let's face it. But yeah, literally, that's that's it. I've I've been playing FIFA, and I've been playing Fall Guys. Nothing too so exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Matt?
2: I don't want to be like the same as you guys, but it's like uh, I've, I've really not played a lot. But what I've played is obviously a lot. Um, oh, I know. This is good. Well, I'll start with something
1: <laughs> it you Does might it run with bold four?
2: No, it, it runs with <laughs> phasmophobia. Um... <laughs> Well, actually, it's fast before me. So. Um, so, what was it? Not this weekend, but last weekend. Um, we actually got... It usually, it's just me and another another friend of mine. But we got a uh, third friend to buy it and play it with us. So, it kind of, like, felt a little fresh and new, just having, like, now another player, having to play it and... Get you all the friends. I know,
1: that's... Yeah, look you at me. your friendship
2: uh, level by 50%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um, it's quite interesting when, the, when there's the three of you because, like, I mean, you can, you can use more items so you could probably find the ghost a little bit quicker and, and determine, like, what evidence we need and which ghost it is. But we're starting to, like, now try and get at least the other, like, extra three uh, objectives done as well. So it used to be it would just be us two and then we'll try and do it. But, you know, if, if the ghost has been a bit too um, aggressive... <laughs> And trying to hunt all the time, we just abandon or something. As long as we know like what the ghost type is. But now having like three of us, like it's 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 kind of cool to um, to do a lot more and try and try and get more stuff done. And it's just fun just seeing just seeing the third friend
0: kind of die all the time. <laughs> I would I would like to play that game. I uh, yeah. just be the vander. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because like, <laughs> yeah, we
1: can, we can kind of like you do that. There. Off you pop.
2: Yeah, we kind of like do that like, now. Like one person in the band kind of monitor like what's going on and stuff. Have the other two try and figure out stuff.
0: Just um, gets a bit dicey. I'll just close the door. That's it off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah right. uh, See you later. Collateral.
2: <laughs> yeah. Especially on like the, the the more bigger levels, we can kind of like play the bigger levels now, and it not take forever to find like the ghosts' room and. Mm. What type it is? What's the evidence we, we need for it and stuff? Um, no, it's actually been pretty good fun for us. Sure Another one, uh, I suppose, round right with your previous guess um, is Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War.
0: Um,
2: but a new zombies map came out on Thursday, uh, which I was all over, pretty much for the last few days, because uh, I love my zombies, as I probably mentioned before. Don't know if I have uh, mm. and. <laughs> It's it's been quite it's quite quite interesting when when a new zombies map comes out because I like I follow quite a few YouTubers who like do that kind of zombies content and they love um, figuring out the I suppose what we call the Easter egg in the game where it's like you know a number of objectives to eventually get to like I suppose like a, a boss type. Uh, enemy at the end and then you beat it you like kind of beat the game and you learn a little bit more about the story of what's going on um in the zombies lore i suppose um so i was watching that kind of mostly friday and then once like all the steps got figured out and stuff saturday i was just like right i'm gonna try and beat the easter egg um on my own and uh i'm actually on the third attempt? Um, the first two attempts I probably got a bit cocky with um what we call training training zombies so like you get to a point where like all the zombies will like start essentially following you you can like move them around the map to some point kill off a few you keep on moving around and stuff but I got caught in between two um what they call mimics in this in this map where um a new enemy type where they spawn in after so so often as like an item on the floor, just like a general item that you think you could pick up. And as soon as you let you come up to it it just pops up and starts chasing you and tries to eat you, which is fun. Uh, okay. <laughs> but I got it done. Um got the issue done it was uh it's, it's actually a pretty good map. I was I quite enjoyed it for the story and the lore. Um so to not spoil anything about kind of who appears in the in like the last cutscene for the Easter egg. The character actually ends up linking the Zombies campaign to the Black Ops Cold War campaign, but that also links up to Modern Warfare's campaign as well, because of another character that appears. Wow. So Zombies is now kind of Can- Modern Warfare's lore? <laughs> Oh, like both universes are finally canon towards each other, which is very weird. <laughs> and the Call of Duty universe,
1: yeah, it's all coming together.
2: It's it's very strange. Like, funny enough, I've, I actually, I've also been playing um, I've been playing a bit of Call of Duty Mobile. I don't know why I I, I downloaded it because I kind of wanted a new game for my mobile. I was like, well, I've not tried the Call of Duty one, so I'll see what like it feels like. And it's not bad actually. Um, shooting-wise. I mean, it helps if you've got a spare PS4 controller that you can hook up to it. Yeah. <laughs> so you feel like a god among noobs. <laughs> <laughs> that's it.
1: Use the touch controls, yeah.
2: peasants! <laughs> yeah. M- m- many many a game, I'm just like, yeah, top number one, 30 plus kills, yeah, that's me. Um, I got my first ever nuke. Oh, nice one. I've never gotten a nuke in Call of Duty. <laughs> I've only got a mobile. Right. <laughs>
0: Done by nefarious means, clearly. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Oh, it's great playing Just as battles, bad battle royale as are well. Five hundred dollar Al- modders Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's great when you play battle,
2: battle royale now as well. It's like, I love it. Very good. <laughs> you're you winning win all the win. time. Yeah. <laughs> Cowin wars on because of the hacks, but I can win. I can win mobile. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. What? The only the only other game that I've played, I've. Stupid curiosity from a recent movie trailer that dropped um, and ignoring advice from um, someone who told me it was terrible to play, but I got too curious for it, um, was Godzilla. Is this just called Godzilla? Yeah, it's just just Godzilla. Because I've got this and it's not good. (laughs) I know. That was was the (laughs) trend I was talking about. That was like... I was too curious enough because like, well, how bad could it be? And is it as bad as people
1: say?
0: It's, it's
1: not good.
2: Yeah. Uh, let's let's say I did and played one one of the um one of the story campaigns where you can you kind of start off in one area and you play as the Godzilla from I think is it is it the 1960 60s one I think I, it's not quite like the first one but it's like one later on.
1: Hmm.
2: And so you you complete one area where it's all about destroying this G unit um,
1: generator. <laughs> G-unit!
2: <laughs> no, they literally call it this is G units. This it's the the amount of energy that Godzilla like I suppose exposes himself um, and, people, and somehow humans can collect it. Okay. Uh, I don't know the the Japanese Godzilla's are a little kind of over me as much as I'd like to watch them. I feel like they've got enough, maybe too much cheese. Maybe the original one would be fine, because it's... Ah, (laughs) The films are are a good laugh. Like, seeing Godzilla air drop kicker monsters, a bit surreal, but... (laughs) Um, But, like, uh, yeah, so, like, the game, the whole, whole, like, premise of it is, like, you play as Godzilla, you gotta destroy these generators um, and do some extra stuff. So then go on to the next area where you can choose which area you want to go to. And there's like different areas that you link up to towards the end or something. Yeah. But like certain ones will have uh, a kaiju come in and you got to fight it. So I think like my first fight was against Mechagodzilla, which I thought was cool. I was like, oh, Mechagodzilla, this is, this is a very good fight. I'm trying to ignore that the controls at the moment are a bit pants. Um mm-hmm. I, sh- I don't like how it controls. I don't understand the whole. He's got tank controls. Is is the best I can describe it. Like yeah. you go for you you go forward, you go back. You can strafe left and right, but to actually like rotate him is like you got to press L one and R one,
1: and that just right. feels
2: really weird to do. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and like the more destruction that you do in the city, the more points you get. The taller Godzilla is meant to grow. But the fighting's just kind of weird as well. Like,
0: think, uh, a bit.
2: yeah, It seems bit...
0: like the frame rate's just not...
2: Yeah, the frame rate kind of doesn't seem to like all the things that are going off <laughs> <laughs> when, you're, uh, when you're slapping down King Ghidorah into buildings and,
0: and whatnot. Um... It's, like, it's like you're whipping your tail around, and then it looks like it only takes like three frames. The... <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's very It's like... It's like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to say it feels like a
2: PS2 Game, but like even the Godzilla games back then were, I suppose
1: they were proper fighting games. So the monsters actually control well. Um, I had a, a Godzilla game for GameCube. I think it was something like Godzilla versus Monsters or something.
2: It really, yeah, it just, I think there's one called like Destroy All Monsters
1: or something. Mm, yeah, um, I think that was it. Yeah, and that was basically think, with Godzilla and fighting all these creatures in this city and like doing point, getting destruction point damage. Yeah, um, and I get ke- kept getting killed by this giant iguana in the end and then I gave up <laughs>
2: um, but it's just like for a Godzilla game it just it doesn't make you f- it doesn't make you feel like a Godzilla it makes you just feel like you're a guy in a rubber suit walking very awkwardly well, it feels
0: like you're just controlling like the action things Good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean there's there's a mode in there. That's like you can actually collect um, like figurines of all the monsters and different stages and like set them up like the actual figures and whatnot. Like that seemed more fun than the actual mode. And then I decided to do one. I suppose like uh, what's, what's the best to describe it? Do you know the mode where you have one character and you have to go through kind of a, a set number of characters, a bit like Street Fighter in, in effect, kind
0: I'm of gone. arcade. I'm gone.
2: Like a gauntlet kind of thing. Yeah, our gauntlet mode or arcades is like fighting games would probably call it. Yeah. Um, and I decided to play as the Godzilla from 2014, the Legendary's Godzilla, because that that was kind of the reason why I wanted to install it. Because like, oh, I'd, I'd like to play as, um, I suppose our Godzilla, uh, hmm. for lack of a better term. Um, and he felt quite different to the original Godzilla as well. Like just it's just so weird like doing the fighting like I was fighting Mothra but in her like lava state and she was actually giving me like a really hard time because she's small and really hard to (laughs) hit I don't know why it's like if you played Yoda in Soul Calibur 4 or 5 I think it was 4 Mm. um like he's ridiculously OP just because he's so small and you can't hit him (laughs) uh and once i'd finished that mode i was like yeah i think i've had enough of this i think i think i don't need to play anymore so oh, yeah, i went ahead and installed it after that
0: you, you did exactly what i did i got to about three levels in it and i just thought that's it i just i closed it immediately just completed it so i mean i, I tried to give it a, <laughs>
2: a, a fair go because i went through the whole like um like the seven stages of like the story mode of where the yeah, whole yeah. point is growing Godzilla up to a, to a higher, like the taller it is the more powerful he is. Mm. And I actually tried to do it again. I gave it a second go where I did the first level and then I was like, right. I'm going to go a different route. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like I did the second level gob so much. And then, uh, it gave me a choice of like doing a normal level or a hard one. Mm. And, like, the harder one had, like, um, a kaiju that I'd already been before. So I was like, oh, this would be easy. It'll be fine. But I went into it. And, like, the monster was, like, suddenly two times as large and was much taller than Godzilla and absolutely kicked my ass. I was like, what the hell? Like, you went not trouble the first time round. Why have you suddenly in trouble now? And I think it was at that point where I was like, yeah, I've, enough of this, uh, I've enjoyed it for what it is. Uh, graphically, it's... It's okay. I, you know the the monsters look good. You know the kaiju Godzilla looks good. The 2014 one strangely doesn't have his roar. He hmm. has like uh, some generic roar that wasn't Godzilla's like you know way it does you know the Godzilla roar but then Legendary's one has that added little like well I quite yeah. like that added little bit to the end which I think is quite cool. I think that's one of the better things that Legendary's done with their Godzilla. But didn't even have that,
1: it was just like, Rawr! like this one's to what was
2: that? They should
1: have custom roles so you can like have a cat meow or something or a dog bark. <laughs> Godzilla God just comes in and goes,
2: Meow uh, Yeah. But yeah, I once i done that, that was that was enough of that game that I don't I don't need to play anymore. So.
1: <laughs> well, that's definitely a game that I'm gonna buy. <laughs>
2: I mean, if you can get it for like two quids, you might enjoy it. But. Is
1: it worth it for two pounds? Uh, or is it a total waste? 150?
0: 150. 150. Yeah, 150.
1: All right, okay. <laughs> All right. when the charity shops reopen, if I can find it for one pound i I'll give it a go. Uh,
0: okay, shall we move on to the video game whole thing? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, sure. So this is where to get an in-depth look at a game of high quality or historical importance ducked it into our pantheon games we feel deserve special recognition our inductee this episode was released in 1985 for the famicom slash nes uh, developed and published by nintendo it's super mario Brothers, and there it is Ooh, very nice got the cover if you, you, you well, the people, people on the podcast will be able to see this we've got uh, matt's got a Bowser cup he's wearing yep. a mario jumper and uh, nathan is holding the actual game yeah,
2: yeah. I don't
0: one. have a And a very nice sleeve thing. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, Super Mario Brothers also came out with a couple of half-decent sequels as well.
0: So,
2: yeah. Mm, I on them too. So.
0: That's for another time. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is Super Mario Bros? It's uh, an amazing platformer. That's what it is. Yeah, so you play the titular Mario as he goes around the Mushroom Kingdom. I believe it is.
2: Yep. Uh, in search of Princess Peach. Is that right? Uh, was, it, was it Peach
0: in, in this one, or is it? She was yeah, I think,
2: a... I think it's Peach in this one, but she's called
0: someone else. In, in search don't... for a princess, we'll just say that.
2: <laughs> well, should, yeah, in search
1: for a princess. Yeah. So, what
0: was your earliest memories of this? Getting killed by a mushroom.
1: That is my earliest memory of um, Super Mario Bros. I started the game, and I got killed by one of those things. <laughs> Um, eventually, I learned how to jump over them and then jump onto them to kill them. Um, When I first started playing, and you apparently punch the blocks um, to break them. I headbutts them. Come on. We're not
2: arguing this. He punches them. So, yeah,
1: you you punch the blocks, um, in air quotes, and and then you can either get coins... um, Or um, sometimes you get a mushroom that comes out, and that mushroom then makes you grow. And it effectively gives you another life. So you can get hit once, and then you get small again, and then you can just carry on playing the game. Mm -hmm. If you get two mushrooms, you turn into, like, kind of a Super Mario. Ooh. And then you can start firing, like, fireballs at creatures and stuff, which is pretty cool. One thing I didn't know early on playing the game is that you could actually run so, I used to play the game at like normal speed, just walking along. But, um, oh, is, does the running come in one of the later games, actually? No, did
2: you can run, no, you can run this one. You, yeah. It's, um, so it's the, I think it's the button that you use for shooting the fireballs out. I think if you hold that down. Yeah, then it'll run. Then, yeah, so you run pretty quickly. So, um, yeah, if anyone's seen any, like, uh, speedruns of Super Mario, it's, um, well it's ridiculous as it's every other is. Okay.
1: yeah and uh, as you get near the end of the level you can actually uh, get to like secret locations where you can like jump into different worlds and stuff so um i think the first like secret location i found was in on the second level where you can pretty much go above the level and then you get to pick one yeah. of three of these um options and then one of them skips you to like the second world so you skip levels in effect Mm. um and then you just continue playing from there until you find another one so i thought that was pretty cool that there was like things to find in the game that progressed you along because you do only get three lives and um, they can run out very quickly if you're not very good like me
2: (laughs) how very honest of you
1: yeah i've not completed it before um I think I've got to world three, and that's where it all falls apart. I think the furthest I ever got to was world
2: five or six. I'm trying to remember. And then there's like a night world. I think I can't remember which one it is. But yeah, I've I've never managed to complete it at all. It's um it's, it's pretty difficult. <laughs> the boss fights themselves, anyway, were pretty pretty difficult. Um apart from the first one. Because I think, I think the first one was one where um, I was just kind of jumping up and down and mm. uh, just dodged fireballs. And then, I mean, Kid Matthew didn't do very well against him because he didn't realize that you had to run under him. Uh, every, like all the all the time, I just like was trying to jump over him and he'd jump up like perfect timing like oh, great. Um, but I think once once you learn the mechanics of like okay dodge the fireballs at some point he jumps, run under, hit the axe and then.
1: Mm. brutally murder him in, in a pool of lava um yeah that's <laughs> it, because the uh, the bridge kind of disappears and then he just falls in
2: Yeah, it's, right. it's a bit brutal how you how you well well you think you kill Bowser but it's uh it's cool. was it was this the one as well um every time you, you'd finish like a world you got to toad was this the one where I kept on telling you actually you your princess in another castle
1: Yeah. That's,
2: that's, that's that's god damn that toad what was that's the point it. of me doing this level then? Just tell why me did, which castle. Why did. didn't you tell me
1: before, yeah. Why are you misdirecting <laughs> me all the eight levels previously? <laughs> she keeps getting moved, that's why. It's not his fault. He's just relaying the message.
2: God damn that Tom.
1: One um, enemy that I had trouble with, do you know them bone creatures that you can jump on and they, like, fall apart? And then eventually they just come back together again um, and just continue, like, walking around. I always hated them. Because I thought, why could I never kill you? Um, but, you're, yeah.
2: You're quite I, I do like... Um, I do like their use in one of the later games, because one of the later games, you can use it to jump off of and then get um, to the top of the level. And that's mm-hmm. one of the other secrets of like, being able to skip levels and whatnot. I do like that, that was the feature that kind of carried on from the first game. I mean, mm-hmm. I should think about now what The first game's like, what, for
1: Five, six years. Yeah, old 1995 now? it came out, so yeah. Maybe six years makes me feel really old. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, recently, I think we all did a quiz, didn't we, um, to try yeah. and find out a bit more about um, Super Mario Brothers. And there well, was some inf- yeah, there was some information that really um, surprised me. So oh. Mario's original name was Jumpman, and I, kn- I didn't really know that before. I knew that. <laughs> Is that why we're calling him Donkey? Yeah, I think so. So yeah. in
2: Donkey Kong, he's known as Jumpman. And that's where you're... I think you're trying to save Princess... No, I don't know if there's a princess at that point, but it's someone called Daisy, who then gets created later on into a princess in like later Mario games. Hmm. But I think, actually, I think it's in the original Super Mario. It's not... I think this is where it is. It's not Princess Peach. I think it's Princess Toadstool. Because that's her original yeah. name. That so, sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, so it's not... I don't think it becomes Peach until later on. Some, uh, yeah, some good good little trivia there about, like, um, why, why does Mario and his brother have moustaches? Well, it's just so
1: they couldn't animate... Well, why would you animate a face at that point? Well, I think it's so uh, they didn't have to to take up the memory, maybe. Because there were loads... Back in those days, when, um, when they were producing these games, you only had a certain amount of space. On the cartridge, so you had to get as much as you
0: could out of it. So it's all about finding shortcuts. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah
2: Back in those times, yeah. I feel like I feel like programmers were a lot more. Um, they used their resources more efficiently when it comes to like having time and stuff and that. Like nowadays, you just get well, you get what cyberpunkers.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: the less is more approach was good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really, they really had to think about what they were doing.
2: I was surprised at the amount of uh, variety of enemies that's in Mario as well. Like there's so many different types. Like you know, you got your Goombas, which are obviously a bit more like introductory enemy. They're pretty basic. You just jump on them, and then at some point you get to the Koopas, uh, you know, the the turtles, where if you stand on them, suddenly you've got a shell weapon you can use that could go for you or against you like uh, yeah i was
1: just gonna say i don't know about <laughs> you but that killed me more times than it helped oh, oh yeah those shells were, were quite nasty it, uh, <laughs> yeah it killed everything in front of it but then it bounced off a wall and, and ends up killing me <laughs>
2: yeah i think my favorite ones are the billet bill uh the bullet bills mm. i don't know why just just angry bullets come flying at you
1: yeah did you ever jump on them
2: yeah that was fun well not, not against the giant ones that they introduced in later games. They were they were a bit of a, an annoyance. <laughs> and then of course you had uh you had uh, the ability to play two player in Super Mario Brothers as well, where we got introduced to uh Mr. Luigi Mario. Yeah. Um official last names for both characters, which is strange. <laughs> mm. But I mean Mario Mario. Bad player, Mario, Mario. Uh, so good, so good they made it twice. twice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jinx Touchwood. <laughs> hey, um, yeah, I being know. able to have like the second character and then switch the colors around as well, which is quite quite cool. I thought they were just you just carrying mm-hmm. playing as Mario, but now they made a second character just just for just for the sake of it.
0: What do you think is the enduring appeal of Mario as a character? Why do you think he's lasted so long?
1: Italian. <laughs> I, I think I think it's his um, happy-go-lucky attitude. I think he's just such a positive person. Um, I think that definitely helps. I, I think it's the he um, it was the post child for Nintendo at a time in the US where they came off the back of their um, their video game crash. Let's say that happened in 1983, and I think it made people believe in gaming again and that gaming could be fun. Um, so I think from that, they kind of rode the wave. They had two other games that came out on the NES, then they came out with the Super Nintendo version, and it's just kind of gone from there, really. Um, A a film came out in 1993, and that wasn't so well-received, but (laughs) far
0: that... um, I think I went to see this. I think. I can't remember anything about it, apart from, well, I know it's bad, but I can't actually remember much about it. Because I know it was a uh, Bob Hoskins, wasn't it? Yeah. And I can never remember the was, other bloke who played Luigi. Was was this?
2: This was um. This was after his uh. I suppose his rise to fame with Who Framed Roger Rabbit, wasn't it? Mm. Do Do you reckon that's that's how yeah. he got this role? Because of that film.
0: Um. I hope not <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just a lot of money. I don't know. Maybe just a lot, a lot well, of money. Yeah, I, I mean, you take it, money. Obviously, you don't know it's bad until you do it. Either, so.
1: Yeah, that's it. And I imagine they did it with like the best intentions, but <laughs> or maybe you just in the script,
2: maybe. I, don't know. <laughs> I honestly can't remember anything from that film. It's it's a proper like blank to me, other than Bob and the spider. <laughs> like I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure Bowser was in it, but I can't can't remember what he looked like. Which, I just, everything about it. But
0: that's the thing. In, in like the early 90s, it's kind of like the time when there was all these video game films coming out when they were all generally bad yeah yeah i mean i mean mostly mostly now they're still pretty bad mostly
1: yeah i think there for video films. game films you've you put them in a different category because otherwise you just judge them too harshly i think
0: i mean i'm going slightly on tangent here but the thing about video game films is it's they're not meant to be films that's the thing they're meant to be games you're supposed to interact with them that's the whole point of the game the storytelling is in the gameplay that kind of thing. So that's why it never, to me, that's why it never seems to translate well into a film because they're two completely mm. different me, mediums. You know, you're not supposed to treat them the same way. But anyway, that's, that's, that's another story. Another story.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I think um, uh, just as a game, it's, it's just such a cultural icon uh, that's continued to today. I mean, you've got um, Super Mario Maker, that which I think is absolutely fantastic and I just love playing the levels that other people have made and it was built off the back of Super Mario Brothers as a basis and um, just with the same mechanics I mean that's one one good thing that's great about it like it's on uh, the platforming side of it had to be so tight and the controls had to be so tight if not then I think it would have failed but you, you do feel like you've got so much control over Mario um, and Luigi if you play two player um, and it just really helps. Uh, otherwise, I think it would have just died. It's almost
2: kind of weird how... Probably how popular Mario did get to a certain extent. Because you look, you look at kind of other sort of, like, I suppose, poster boys for companies at that time. Like, you look at Sagan, they had Sonic. And, I mean, I'm I'm probably un, unashamedly like a, a, a Sonic fanboy. Just because, like, to me... Compared to Mario, like, Sonic just had so much more, like, personality and... Yeah, sass, didn't he? Yeah, it was cool, and he was cocky, you know, and he had speed. And you look at Mario, and it
1: was, like, at the time, it was just like, what... What, what was good <laughs> about Mario? Your toilet, yeah,
2: fix Well, no, it. it does fix
1: your toilet. Um, oh, and another piece of information. Um, before he became a plumber, he was a carpenter, so we can build you a chair. There's a certain
2: childish kind of charm to Mario, like... I think everything, like, graphically, it was, uh, everything kind of popped really nice. You know, the design the enemies, how Mario looked and stuff. I think a lot of it as well, the music. Um,
0: yeah, I was just going to say. Shout the music's out the really music. iconic, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I think at that time, Nintendo just, just was uh, at the, probably a, a, almost a, a peak at, the, at that point. I suppose game design and music and that and stuff, and just putting it all together and just just making just an, an iconic character that's lasted 36 years. Yeah. Um, and, you, you know, you compare that to Sonic, and Sonic's just been on a downhill since, well, probably Dreamcast.
1: <laughs> I'd say, yes, in Sonic Adventure, it's just been a bit... Sonic Mania were pretty good, but can you really class that? Sure you can. Sonic Mania is the, probably the best game of this year. Yeah. But... Do you
0: think there'll ever be a time when Mario gets retired? No, no, it yeah, just go forever. Yeah. Not
1: forever. I mean, if you say in the next hundred years, is it going to be relevant? I'd probably say no. I think people, I think, he will have moved st- on. I think still in a hundred years, will still be become... going. Well, unless like we have another video game crash, I suppose. Mm. <laughs> I think society will have moved on from gaming in a hundred years. I think there'll be something else. Society will be gaming.
0: <laughs> yeah. Everyone will be, That's it.
1: We'll everyone all
0: be in the will be VR glasses.
1: That's what
2: will be it's going to be like Ready Player One.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. It's just a really iconic game. Um, really influential in its time. Mm. And I think it just kick-started Nintendo's rise, and they've just been going ever since.
0: If, if it wasn't for Mario, where do you think Nintendo all got to? Now? Do you think they would exist? I'd still say they'd
1: exist because you got to think about all the other IPs that they did during that time. you got yeah. Zelda, Metroid, um, a, few, a few others that I'm probably missing. Would that was a statement?
0: That's, that's my point, I'm guessing. Would I'd that that's say. Um,
2: I, I, I think Nintendo would still be around, but I don't think they'd be as big as what they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't, like, I try and think of anything that's, that's matched Mario in terms of popularity over the last, you know, 35, 36 years. And I think the only thing that's come close is Fortnite. Well, Minecraft. I'd say Minecraft, Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, Minecraft, yeah. But I feel like, you know, recently, some, like, Fortnite has has gone big as well. But, you know, anything else, like, you know, I don't think anything, any, any of a series as enjoyed has as much consistently good games as what Mario's managed to pump out. Yeah, just the longevity of the character yeah. and the game. Yeah, you, you look at some like you know, Sonic fell fell off at some point. You know, Crash Bandicoot fell off at some point. Spyro mm. fell off at some point. Um, Halo, you
1: know, has not managed to
2: really, really capture what like. Mario. We'll see
1: what happens when the Halo Infinite comes out. But I'd I'd agree, yeah. Like you know, and the amount of spin-offs as well. Yeah, There's I was just gonna say that. Yeah, I mean, consistently high as you've well. You've got like super. You've got Mario Tennis. You've got the um, Paper Mario games. Yeah. Um, you've got Mario Party as well, um, which I, I I love the Mario Party games. Mario just, Party is just so good. I'm
0: so much fun. Of, I'm gonna be a bit of double advocate here, though. but do you think it's a bit too much? Do you think they they should start other characters, other things? So you see, Mario Tennis was it. Yeah. Why why couldn't there be any other characters doing tennis? Why couldn't they just create their own separate IP? This seems like this is they put everything. Think, Mario jump. Yeah, I think because, like, because you think Nintendo, you think Mario. It's just like, that that's it. It's, well, it feels it's like it's, Yeah, it feels um, like that. It feels like they can't think of any other things. That's my, that's my point. I think
1: the reason why is because he's the poster child for Nintendo, and people because recognize
0: him because they know it sells. I that's what it
1: exactly. Sells. Yeah. I mean... Well, you... That's it. I mean,
2: Mario's got a certain, like, I suppose, reputation that,
1: like, Nintendo just doesn't have with any other IP. So like, they even did a, a football um, game for the Wii, for Mario. Uh, Mario Striker, I think it was called. Yeah, uh, Mario. sports. if it had come out of a Yoshi Striker, I, d- I don't think as many people would have bought it. And I think they understand that. Or...
0: Yeah, but if, if I buy a console. I wouldn't want every game to just feature the one character. <laughs> That's the thing. It just seems a bit. Well, it doesn't necessarily feature. This is just me. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just. As um, I say, I play Devil's advocate. It's just that yeah, just, yeah. I just feel like it's a bit too much. I of think. One character.
1: Yeah, I think it's more the naming of it because when you get into the game, you can choose whichever character you want generally. Yeah. Um, I mean, as of like the Maro Universe. It's a branding thing, yeah. It?
2: Yeah. Branding, um, yeah. But I mean. Uh, I suppose they've, they've just built off that though. Like you know, you look at some like Super Smash Brothers, um, you know, just their Super and Brothers come from Mario, but because of that branding, it's it's gone that popularity. But yeah. they've got they've got a lot of IPs to go off. Like the, if I think about Nintendo IPs, I suppose the, the second biggest IP next to Mario is Pokemon. You know, and uh, I suppose I suppose you could argue maybe Pokemon. Culturally, it is bigger than Mario, mm. and you know, is probably is probably the second biggest thing that's managed to last consistently next to Mario. So, but I don't, I don't again. Like, I don't like you look at the Switch, the amount of different games and stuff that isn't Mario that you can get is viable. You know, you've got your Doom, <laughs> you've got Doom Eternal on on the Switch. So, if you want your blood, guts, and gore, there you go. <laughs>
0: no, but I'm, I'm thinking more first party kind of
2: First pie, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's you know, obviously Mario. You've got Zelda. Is,
0: is, which is... is there going to come a point where it gets a bit stale? That's
1: that's my point. I feel like I don't we, know. We I don't think so. I think that it's just the perfect I... formula, and Yeah. any generation of gamers will just lap it up, as they've done for the last.
0: we're saying that, it's Nintendo doing the Nintendo thing, isn't it? They've got that own particular market, isn't it? That's it. They don't really share the same market as Xbox and PlayStation.
2: They've got like a um, a quality standard as well that they kind of always reach with like every Mario game, as much as it's just another platformer, still feels new. Do you know what I mean? They've not like you take some like Super Mario sixty four and you compare it to like Super Mario Odyssey. Oh, I
1: say yeah.
2: And they're so different, even though like the basic mechanics are pretty much the same. Mm. They just they just know how to keep Mario relevant and still innovate with the gameplay. Like, the the probably the only time that I would say they might have gone slightly stale is probably between Mario Galaxy and Galaxy 2, because that's, like, the first time they've made a sequel to a Mario yeah. game. Yeah, I think it even might then new. they did enough with Galaxy 2 to still keep it fresh with ideas compared to its first one. Yeah. Um, I don't know... I, no company, um, no video game company, has kept their IP as fresh and innovative between games as, as what Nintendo managed to do with Mario. Um, I feel like Mario is like an exception to every other kind of game franchise that's come before. Because like even now, like you look at Pokemon, and people have complained about Sword and Shield, even though it's sold, it sold like the free most. Uh, it's like the third most best-selling series of Pokemon games um, you know they complained about how how I suppose graphically bad it looked even though it was, it was their first switch game but I've not I've not heard ab- anyone complaining about Mario M- maybe Super Mario sunshine was probably its weakest point um, but even then like I absolutely loved sunshine I thought it was a brilliant game so I don't know I somehow Nintendo managed to keep that quality high throughout the Mario games. That I I don't know when when does the you know when do they drop the ball finally? <laughs> well, they've not done it just yet, in my opinion. No, I I think still Nintendo make the highest quality games.
1: Personally, for me. I mean, they can get dubbed with being kiddie games, but I don't think they really are as such. Some of them have got adultish themes. I don't think you really need all that generally to have a good game i mean nintendo has shown that that they don't need to really dip into that side of things with the first party games for them to yeah. be good games
2: i think the, the best thing with nintendo is that they capture the casual audience the best out of you know the three biggest console developers they, they just know how to tap into that market quite easily as much as they have like you know critical failures like the wii u in GameCube. They'll have stuff, you know, like the Wii and now it looks like Switch is gonna be potentially their best selling console maybe. So I don't I don't F- know. Fix fix the drifting. Um, maybe. Well yeah it'd be nice if they fix the drifting at least yeah do something about it. But maybe that's where the next Switch comes, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't think Nintendo would be where they are now without um, Super Mario Bros. So that's just a testament to just how how much influence that game had for one company to be where they are today.
0: Uh, so there we have it. Super Mario Brothers into the video game Hall of Fame. Uh, so if you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in next time. We release bi-weekly on Tuesdays. You can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com where you post blogs in the Hall of Fame. Also feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on Facebook as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking also on YouTube we you find this very podcast until next time thanks for listening to little bit
2: bye bye
0: Gonna come back with a sandwich
1: isn't it. That's what it's gonna be. That's I right. reckon so. Right, let's let's bet on what sandwich it's gonna
0: be. I reckon. uh tuna mayo. Shuna mayo. Yeah. Oh yeah
1: ah. <laughs> right maybe ham and cheese. Oh ham oh maybe maybe right I'm gonna go for ham and cheese just to mix it up a okay. bit. Yeah okay. What sandwich have you got? He's disappointed he the gonna no they were just
2: dropping a mile off they were gonna go up shopping so ah fair enough. Maybe I'll get a sandwich afterwards you know, <laughs> what are you gonna have? I don't know, because I, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to bring a sandwich back. I just said maybe. No, if you make one, what are you going to make? I'll make one. It's I mean, if, if, if I that. was to make one now in my house, it probably would be tuna mayo. Wait. <laughs>